This season of Let's Talk About Star Wars was funded by our patrons. You can be one of them. Sign up for the $1 level or above at patreon.com slash let's talk about Star Wars to get new podcasts as they release the same week as the topic episode, movie, or trailer we're talking about. You'll also get access to our Discord. We'll be back on May 25th for our next season, covering the Obi-Wan Kenobi limited series on Disney+. Plus. Thank you, patrons, for supporting the three of us. and welcome back everyone to let's talk about star wars i'm garrett here as always with jenny Josephson and tom merritt and today we'll be talking about the book of boba fett chapter four the gathering storm or is it are we sure this isn't the first episode of the book of boba fett okay. it was all right we haven't done three, this episode negative two and episode negative one yeah. and then there it was were some prequel episodes of like setup episodes tom, tom tom Merritt, i would have never pegged you as an impatient television watcher because i know for a fact you made it all the way through the twin peaks revival mm, i did yeah so you know, I'm surprised. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, you know, I'm not mad. You know, everyone's got their own tastes. I just, I would have assumed you were, uh, you were, you were down with the slow Along for burns. the ride. Along for the yeah. ride. I, I, I what? And I, and I, I was in it and, and them, uh, but I watched this episode and I was like, oh, that's what the book of Boba Fett is about. Cause yeah, the, these past couple episodes, you've heard me go like, well, I assume we're going to get something later and I'm waiting. And I'm like, I'm not sure if maybe telling this chronologically might've been a better idea. Uh, and this was the episode where I'm like, ah, finally, I am seeing the things come together. <laughs> Hooray. I'm literally glad. it's a group of people coming together. Like, like, yeah, like literally. always happens in star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Wookiees. I don't want to be and even even more than I that I would have hoped for coming yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got answers. So we haven't done this yet this season, but usually when the three of us get together to do a season of Let's Talk About Star Wars about whatever new Star Wars thing might be coming around. Recently, it's been the Mandalorian. Um, we usually have at least one episode where we sit here and we recant texts between the three of us because we have a group text that has been alive since the force awakens. Um, and, uh, 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 yesterday at 1127 PM Eastern time, I texted both of you. "Ah!" Just a H H H H H H exclamation point to which Tom Merritt replied. I dubbed this episode one. (laughs) And Jenny wrote, also, the end music. And I was so excited. We were all so excited. Yeah. Uh, this is, this, this, this was a, 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 a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it literally only took them two seasons to endear an entirely new character to me so much that playing like three notes made yeah. me scream. Yeah. Should we just do it? Should we just get this out of the way right let's at the get, top, even let's though it's get at the, the end? Let the din out of the den is uh, what I say. The din, the din out of the jar, so to speak. I darn you to do okay. it. Okay. 
So would you like to hear my music? This is what happened in Jenny and Matt's household last night when we watched okay. this episode. Okay, we're watching it. It's super cool. We hear some music at midway through the episode and, and I'm just sort of like quietly rocking in my chair a little bit, but I didn't say anything because I was like, well, okay, fine. Because the but to set the stage, the baseline music for the book of Boba Fett is the underbelly of the Mandalorian theme, right? So the way that they do, if you go back and you listen to just the end credits of the Ludwig Göransson uh, score for this, it's sort of like a Hakka meets, which is like the Maori. Um, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> ha! Like it's very intentional, but then underneath it, it's like, which is the base of the Mandalorian. It's like the underlying thing of the Mandalorian, but you never hear the signature Ludwig Göransson sort of pan flute thing that goes on that tells you without a doubt, this is a Mandalorian level property until last night when, and I'll save the middle part for a moment, but at the end, at the end of the episode where they're like, we're going to need some help. I mean, look at my, by which you can see my elbows going on the podcast. Uh, and the episode ends and you hear do, 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 and I just went nuts. And Matt was like, what are you doing? I was like, do you not hear it? You don't hear it. Do you not hear it? I just freaked out. And then I made him watch the other three ends of the episodes of the man of, of the book of Boba Fett to see the difference. And then he freaked out. So yeah, big deal. I, I, I was sitting on my couch in the middle of the episode uh, before he meets Fennec. And I heard that pan flute mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. thought, Oh, you know, I've been wondering if they were going to work any of the Mandalorian music into this. And then moments later, we see Fennec and I'm like, oh, oh, that was why that was genius. Like mm -hmm. I noticed it, but I didn't know what it was meant, what it meant until, of course, it was very clear what it had meant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, we're probably not going to see him. Right. And Eileen and I are talking <laughs> about like, you know, we had we're leading up to all those events from the Mandalorian. Like, are we going to see all that stuff? Because we, you know, we just saw a, a version of that with with Fennec and we saw more of it with Fennec. Uh, and then we got that that pan flute at the end. And I was like, oh, hot damn. All right. Yeah. OK, so we're going there. Are we seeing yeah. Timothy Elephant? Are we, yes! are we seeing Mando? I don't know. I, was, I, I can't uh, wait. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for that. There's uh, there's a lot of um. Well, we don't even know if Boba Fett has come face to face with with the Marshal yet. Uh, you would we don't think. I don't think. think well, yeah, because if he if we he, don't know if he knew the Marshal had his armor, you feel like he would have gone and just like taken it. Uh, but yes, like, I have so many questions. But the Marshal's not a pushover, and the Marshal's doing good work. And so I, I can't tell if it's going to be Boba tries to get the armor. The marshal won't let it go. Cause remember the marshal didn't want to let it go to Mando mm -hmm. either. Uh, and Boba is like, well, I don't want to kill this guy. So yeah. let me, let me strategize. And then Mando gets it. Or if we're just going to go right up to the point where like, ah, crap, somebody else got it. I, I better run. But even then he might go up to the marshal and be like, Hey, so where's I? I know you had some armor. Where is it? You know, like, oh, I just gave it to the other guy. And then right, I'm race. sure that's gonna happen. This was fact, one, I'm it, absolutely it, sure that's gonna happen. It it is. It's got MMO fetch quest written all over it. Like Boba <laughs> Fett shows up and he's like, "All right, I know you've got my armor, and I can't do his accent." And uh, and the marshals, yeah, it's gonna be one of those. Like, oh no, it's the other. Sorry, yeah. Listen, um, I did have. I did. Uh, yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. Let's have a conversation also, about past tense. 
if you're putting together a gang to take on the Pikes, wouldn't you want to be the only gang? Absolutely. And Din knows him. They've met. Oh, who else is on Tatooine? Okay, let's go get this guy. Like, there is so much that is about to happen uh, that we can't quite anticipate. I do want to say, because it's so rare, you guys, it's so rare that I'm ever right. I'm almost never right when it comes to Star Wars, but I was right about Kirstan, Kirsantan. Uh, Black Kirsantan. Black Kirsantan. That would not be the last time we saw him, that he would be back. You don't bring a character like that into the world without committing to him at least being in the season because he is also basically like bounty hunter-esque, right? Uh, and 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 uh, and uh, too good of a character to just tantalize you with. And right? I don't think you would have that scene with the huts where they make a big deal out of right. like, he's yours now. And, and Boba's like, off. I'm not going to keep you. Go, run, be free. If you're not going to cash in on that life debt. On later. the premise. I like, I just, Matt was, Matt, even Matt, my husband was like, you were right. I was like, I know it. It rarely <laughs> happens. So very exciting. I, anyway. d- d- you don't. You don't go through that much effort. I was. Yeah. I. I. I, uh, I like you too much, Tom, to tell you I think you're crazy. But I thought you were crazy last week. Yeah, Garrett. You were right, or Jenny, you were right. Tell Garrett, you were Tell right. Garrett, you were right. There is yes. another Wookiee. Just want to just savor it like a soup. Anyway, uh, so, all right. I mean, we're missing the big, obvious, numero uno focus of this episode in our excitement about a guy whose face we barely ever see possibly coming on the show. Either yeah, well, all that. we've heard is a pan flute. If we spend all yeah, the time, and we're just like, we spun out an entire reality but okay can i just say one more thing about the music that's the power of music as a yeah, language totally. right yeah and, and like, I, I you think didn't need words it's you're also so right much. about that and you're all you've always been right about that it, oh two for two there's so much about the there's the power like what they accomplished with the mandalorian and uh multiple layers of it too because like you talk about the music and it's like we know we associate the music with mando and we care enough about mando at this point that that we get excited about that i five go go back five years ten years whatever find me in the past and go listen Gara, what are you going to be more excited for are you going to be excited for uh dr thunder boba fett or would you be more excited for actual boba fett the series and i'd be like actual boba fett the series what who the hell would be excited about a no-name man right. we've never seen before that kind of looks like boba fett but isn't boba fett uh but so far uh i like mandalorian better it's it's hair splitting i really like the show but I've, I've we'll see where it ends up but at the moment i'm still like looking at mando season one season two going i you know i enjoyed you more i enjoyed mm. you more right out of the box Right, um, right. It's like picking a favorite child, maybe, but you know, yes, people do. Yeah. People do. Uh, so but, you know, parents never want to admit it, but they do. Yeah. So I think it's it's a testament to to the success of the Mandalorian, but it's it's also a testament to Ludwig Gr- Granson. I can never pronounce his name. Ludwig Goranson. Yeah. Goranson. It's a testament to his work too, because because uh, like there are no bigger shoes to fill than John Williams. There is no music more instantly recognizable for me than the Star Wars score, and. Like I, I don't envy anyone who has to step into that arena, on uh, into that musical arena, and, and Ludwig's music is so unique and yet still so unmistakably Star Wars for me mm-hmm. now that you can do what was done in this episode, and I know exactly what you're mm-hmm. trying to get across. Um, so yeah, the ending was amazing. Shall we? Tarantino this shiz and bring yes. it back to the beginning and talk about yes. 
how we how we got to uh, Din Djarin hype. Um, yes, because th- there's ah, there's 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 there's, there's the, I guess pre finding Fennec there there wasn't a ton. It was a lot of kind of mood pieces. He does go and scout out Jabba's palace and uh, sees some of the the thugs that were responsible for the for the in the past of the, the, the back to past. I yeah, the the back to past was back a little harder. Back to, harder to, back to the future. Time. Back to the future. Oh, Gary wins the episode Bang. title award <laughs> uh yeah absolutely does uh yeah I, I i found it a little more confusing this time because i mean yes he doesn't have the armor so it's easy to tell it's the past but it was so easy to be like oh we're out in the dune sea with the sand people great okay uh i know where we are this time you're like wait oh he's at Jabba's palace uh oh he's with fennec you know we're, we're getting a lot of backstory the timelines getting closer that is more that is much more similar to the front story here as as we as we near closer and closer, which reminded me like, oh, we weren't that far in the past before. Yeah. Uh, you know, we I, I I think it's easy to think like, oh, that was 20 years ago. It wasn't we, we that covered long, a right? lot of yeah. ground. We, we've covered a much longer stretch of time in the in the flashback than we have. Yeah, in the yeah. current. In the he spent timeline. a lot of time in the back. He spent a lot of time with the Tuscans. Yeah. More time than I think we thought. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So, um, so to t- I, to talk about Fennec, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the the first time we hear the the Mandalorian theme, um, and what I find amusing is I I had a, a, a different reaction than you two. Like I was a little excited when I heard the Mandalorian music, and then I immediately went into impatient mode. I my, my I heard that music and I'm like, oh, it's going to be Fennec. I don't need to see this again. I already saw this. Why are we retreading? And then very shortly after realized, oh, they're showing me something new. Yeah. Showing me- yeah. And that, that was the right, that was the right call. Like, yeah. Don't you show us, show us what else happened that we didn't have time to see. In, in and we saw it. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. It's robotized. Robotized. Yeah. I love, I love this Rub kind it. of stuff. Um, can I just listen I, at the time of recording this? Uh, Cause you, maybe you're listening to this in the future and you're forgetting what other shows are coming out at the same time. Uh, we're sitting here in the beginning of the year, 2022 in January. And there's another show that has stolen my heart called Peacemaker on HBO. <laughs> and there, as I was sitting here watching this, my brains, I'm watching this like technicolor, ridiculous, uh, like matrix reject doctor with a, like a really cool spiffy coat, take a hand off and then put a, an operating hand on and give, uh, give Fennec robot guts. And I'm just looking at it and, and I started thinking about, the greatest intro to a television show I've ever seen on something else called Peacemaker. And I Which just, I, seen. I so badly, I so badly uh, want to do a, a video essay about uh, the beautiful triumphant return of, of camp to fiction <laughs> <laughs> because that scene of Fennec getting robo guts was the second campiest thing I've seen this year other than the intro to the Peacemaker. Intro to Peacemaker. Okay, yes. all right. And I now love we'll watch it. it. <laughs> I love it. And and listen, uh, for no reason at all, a lot of people are thinking about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man again right now. And I just want to say, bring back the schlock. Bring back the camp. I want it. I love mm-hmm. it. There's a place for it. Mm-hmm. This was great. And just like the absolute implausibility, but also plausibility because the future of just sticking the middle of her full of like, droid parts is pretty great like yeah come on 
I, I love that if you, if you just tell Fennec's story as uh, she got stabbed, there's no way she could survive that. Uh, oh, look, she's got droid parts. Well, it's Star Wars future, obviously droid parts. That That's acceptable, right? But what they did here was something that is harder. Like, let's show you how she gets droid parts, where yeah. sometimes when you go that detailed, it falls apart. And you're like, well, now, now you lost the magic. It was, it was magical when I'm like, well, of course, future droid parts or long time ago, galaxy far, far away, droid parts. Uh, and, and this, this made me think like, oh, it just kind of doesn't matter which way I see that. Right. It's yeah. it, 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 it was cool to see how, and in fact, it was compelling to see how she got droid parts and her reaction of like, what did you do to me uh, is exactly what you would expect. And also the mod people who we saw in the previous episode zooming around on their Vespas are given a much more interesting backstory because really he's already met them. Yeah. There's this whole subculture that we didn't know about, but he knew about. So there's definitely like layers of the onion being peeled back on this show in a very assured way. That's making me cry. (laughs) Well, it's like they're, we're explaining like why Boba has the respect he has for different groups because we're seeing him depend on them like he needed mm-hmm. he needed the tuscans for his own survival the uh it, it's different uh, they're different modders they they refer to them as the mods i think um it's the culture yeah that the that the the uh power rangers are, are yes. stem from the, later the, the, in the, the cyberpunkers <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, uh, but it's, but it's, it's not them. So, so yeah, I, I, and I kind of adore that because when Steven Root's character comes and complains, he's like, Oh wait, I know these people. I haven't seen them in a minute, but yeah. you know, I've, I, yeah. I, I've, I've hung out with them before. Yeah. Fennec has too. Like shouldn't remember it. Cause it was out. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, it's, it's minor, but this is one of the first times where I've, I've like, I'm not sure you could have done it in a different order. I liked that we met them in the future. Because that scene with like Stephen Root and all of that, it had the time to kind of set them up and explain. Yeah, these are people that replace their their body parts with droid parts. If if they had done it in chronological order, and this is the first time we were seeing these this group of modders, when are we going to do that? Is Boba Fett going to be walking in and be like, "Oh, I'm so glad I found the people out randomly in the desert that replace their body parts with droid parts." Like he had no one to talk to. Fennec was uh, dying and unconscious. Like there was mm-hmm. no time to explain it. Um, I think it made more sense for it to be set up in a different scene and then in this past be like, oh, yeah, no, I've been introduced to this faction. I know who they are. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, I love about this episode is it it very clearly states why he wants to take over Jabba's territory. Right. Yeah. That that was the part that I'm like, I'm sure there's a motivation. I can think of a million of them, but I don't know it yet. Uh, and now it all clicked it all starts to maybe not all, but most of it clicks together. And you understand that he's the contractor that realized that it's better to start an LLC and run your and, own business and run your own business than your just own continually business. freelance for other it's, people. It's, he's reinventing himself. It's literally, yeah, like, so it is brought to you by my job. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's the Bubba Fett comeback tour. Yeah, like he's he's realized that he he doesn't want to be a lone wolf anymore, uh, and it, the, the this episode didn't beat you over the head with it. But with so many allusions to him as a child and 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 Camino as as in in previous episodes, I, I did start to think about you know Boba Fett. At the end of the day, he's an orphan. Like he's yeah. he's a lonely soul who hasn't right. had a family. 
And that's what Star Wars is technically all about. If you look at the DNA of Star Wars, which takes its DNA from many other movies, it's about a bunch of loners coming together to do a big thing. That's in Rogue One. That's in original Star Wars. That's sort of in the prequels. If you scruncher knows really hard uh but it's just like uh solo is the epitome of that like that is the dna of star wars we are His getting that name here. is solo for I, for crying out <laughs> loud um so yeah and then the best part is like you don't like all right, all right before we get to my favorite uh mental image that i was left with after this episode uh we should talk about the ship the the fire spray heist yeah the droid rabbit, the cooking rabbit, the knife droid. Like it was just like uh, again a little bit of, of camp, uh, but but like where the where the the modders uh, like operation scene, which honestly felt more like a tattoo parlor to me. Um, where that oh, really I, felt yeah, like for kind sure. of, I definitely got tattoo parlor vibes. Yeah, that, that felt like a new version of Star Wars camp. The kitchen scene felt like classic Return of the Jedi camp to me. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been. Prequel camp, even. Oh, maybe. I don't say it. I, just try not, I, try, I try not to say that Whoa. disparagingly. It's so but. practical, though. It looks like they're, they're there. They're puppets. There's a hand up. Everything's I, I felt like room. the rat catcher was a modified. Uh, um, uh, why am I blanket on the droid army robots? But yeah. It, it, Roger, Roger. I expected to come out of his mouth any moment. Oh, we've seen that. Those types of droids before, and I believe little, little in rat catcher droid. Yeah, I, I don't think that's usually what they're used for, but I believe they've they've shown up in. Okay, by the power of Google. Yes. Uh, and, which really is the power of Wikipedia. Yes. The rat catcher droid is a LEP series service droid, and they have shown up many, many, many times in the Clone Wars and other animated Star Wars. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, yeah that was the vibe I was getting for sure. Also, I really like the droid with the knives. I, I yeah, I think that they go. Yeah, there's a lot of open laughter. It takes a lot to to make Katie Katie laugh. It, it needs to be pretty funny. There was a lot of open laughter during the knife droid scene. It was a nice callback uh, because as soon as the droid, the droid starts spinning the knives, I'm like, well, that's that's an interesting way of of using what you got to defend yourself. But there's got to be a way around it. And then it was a wonderful callback to be like, hey, remember that thing she used to cut the bars earlier? Yeah, that works on the knife droid too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. I loved I loved the rat catcher just being so terrified of Boba Fett that he just shuts himself off, just uh-huh. just, yeah. just nopes out of the whole situation. I'm out. Bye bye. It was wonderful. Yeah. And, and it's such a good little tee up for such a, a little moment of, of levity where they're just like, oh, they mentioned the rat catcher. And you're like, what the hell is the rat catcher? And this dumb little droid with a net comes stalking around the corner. Uh, yeah. Well, that was nice too. Like, don't alert anybody, but they'd already alerted the rat catcher for an entirely different reason. And then that spoils their plan, at least for a second. Yep. Yeah. That's delightful. And it gave a sense of humor that I maybe thought this show had been missing. Yeah, it was a little madcap. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not for everybody. Uh, but 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 a nice variance of tone. You know, keeping things yeah. interesting. Yeah, as as someone who who like like I like the there's a there's a Henson influence in Empire and Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. uh, that that is I really like. I know for a lot of people it doesn't land, um, but but I really really love it. Compa- and and when you combine it with Lucas is extremely questionable. 
humor sense. Um, I like it. I, I, I get that it's weird and I get that it's not for everyone, but it is definitely for me. Uh, and yeah, this just, this gave me Return of the Jedi vibes. And I've realized like we're hanging out in Jabba's palace. Like it is literally one of the major set pieces of Return of the Jedi. Of you know, puppetry too, of like camp and puppetry, right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Ah! like oh, it's man. that level of camp. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a soft spot for the Ewoks, all that stuff. It's fun. It's a good time. I, I was over the moon with this. <laughs> It was, a, it was um, a good time, but yeah, then uh, it gets real serious real fast. We get like the hero shot once they make it into the, uh, I guess it's a docking bay. Mm-hmm. And then just Fennec is really, you, you've seen like little snippets of Fennec being awesome. Like, and you know, she's awesome because you've seen her be awesome previously. If you've been watching the Mandalorian, but wow, was this her 20 minutes? Like, Oh my gosh. She just did a lot. I I love the way that she just effortlessly handled the most impossible situation of like how to get the ship out. And then it's just like, yeah, I'll come. I'll come along. Like it was just very, very cool. I have it, sorry. It made me so happy I hiccuped. Oh, I there have, it is. Look I at have that. I have my die cast metal of the ship OG. in my hand. Uh while we talk, um, because my favorite part of the whole sequence uh, was when she when she says, "Well, now now where are you going?" and or when he says, "Like, okay, you're 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 done. I could drop you off wherever. Where do you want me to drop you?" Uh, and she's like, "I don't know. Maybe I'll stick around." Which, of course, we all know she does. So that's not a surprise. And then he's like, "Well." I have a few things to take care of, like murdering the entire bike gang from my ship. Yeah. Lasers they can't possibly avoid. <laughs> oh, pew, I, pew, pew. I loved that scene. It was so, it was such overkill. It, it was the, it, I realize that like petty is the wrong word, but the way it plays out, it feels like the most petty murder you've ever seen. Cause he just, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, somewhat uncomfortable to be like, yeah, this is, I mean, I know that, that they did the same thing. So, you know, eye for an eye is in play here, I suppose, but uh, there is no defense against that. Like that yeah. is just not, not cool, man. But it's also, it's yeah. like, like Boba Fett is a man of violence and we right. haven't seen exactly. any, uh, exactly this, this entire show. And so it felt earned. Like the exactly. show was very yeah. patient with, with, it felt like, like, Oh yeah. Boba Fett would do that. Right. He may have his own code that he's developed now after being with the Tuscans, but that doesn't mean he doesn't do that. Yeah. Um, it, it was a really epic sequence. And then you're like, well, I guess the episode's over. And it wasn't. That's the best, my favorite yeah, can, part about can, this episode. It kept not being over because it was just like, oh, no, no. Let's go get the Sarlacc. Yeah. Uh, hi, you know hi. who I have a bigger beef with than the biker gang that killed all my friends? Yeah. The Sarlacc that tried to digest me. I, I, although he didn't go in to immediately no. kill it. He just wanted his armor. Like he yeah, was respecting right. the local flora and fauna. <laughs> Things just didn't really. Wait, then, where's, where's Dr. Ian Malcolm? Can we, yeah. can we get him in here to talk yeah, about life, chaos? Life finds a way. Um, and then like the... My favorite, the thing, you know, when you are now a 21st century kid and you see a meme uh, on TV and you know it's going to be a meme before it's even a meme, like Boba Fett saying, don't touch my buttons is like literally going to be my new favorite gift. <laughs> yeah. I uh, really know how to push Boba's buttons. Yeah. 
don't ever press my button. Especially after she went through all that. Yeah. Yeah. And jumped on it. Like the way she got out, she was like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to unplug myself from this safe fall, chair. Fall into the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Into the it was so windshield. Great. And that gave so me, great. that gave me some like Jurassic Park vibes. I guess more two is where they have like the, yeah. the, the downward facing glass scene. But, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, there was that, it, there was a really good sense of gravity in that whole scene. It, it makes me think of like inverted coasters and stuff that hold you. Like I, I could, I felt, I could imagine the pressure on my shoulders of, just looking then, down at that pit. Boba Fett went spelunking in an acid sarlacc to see if he could get his Beskar back. And I just like, uh, that was great. <laughs> like, Which explains the back to tank. The back right? to tank. You're going to need a back to tank. Yeah. Like, they literally said, she literally said, you're going to have to get back to tank. Yeah. And then, you know, he's in done. He's all cooked he's returned you could see the vitality has returned like at the end of that sequence where he gets debacted to the future um and it, it's just like and then you're like well i, I guess this episode must be done <laughs> and then they go out on the balcony and again my favorite the when i first heard the pan flute all i could think about was like Okay, they're in the present now. This means that somewhere in the galaxy, Din Djarin is sitting around crying with like three Meluruns in a sack in his arms with nothing to do. Uh, like, yeah, he's ready. He's there. Well, and, he Grogu, and Grogu's busy. Grogu's got Grogu's got a class in the morning. Um, like, how do you get your friend back in the game when his baby has been taken to a boarding school and he he has no more purpose in yeah, life? Like, shake you, yourself you, out of it, Mando. Come, we need come your help. Take over the pikes. Yeah. Well, you, you give him a cause. That's what you do. Yeah, you give him a cause. And yep. Uh, also, are we going to skip over the fact that we just had a Boba Fett Godfather scene? Oh my God. Oh God. That happened too. So much happened. What the hey? We, we also we also had a Kersantan freak out at the casino. That we was didn't beautiful. even talk about that. The Kersantan freak out uh, where Boba's like, eh, it was worth a try. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this knowing Black Kersantan and, and Eileen is sitting next to me. Not really. She knows what she's seen in this show so far. Uh, and and when uh, when uh, Jennifer Beale's character uh, says, so like, eloquent. you know, we'll just call your tab off. And Eileen's like, oh, that's a compelling thing. And I'm like, yeah, but he's not going to go for it. <laughs> he, he left him it. one arm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe half the tab. And it, it, wow. Maybe this might be a new thing. I, I think Trandoshan's limbs grow back because they're lizard people. Oh, interesting. Mm. So so she half one. That would be extended universe, not the European Union for D- anyone. Dear, <laughs> dear listeners, please, uh, please inform me if I am remembering that correctly. And if it is, is also current canon. Right. I may not know yet. Uh, really love that we have also the echo of another angry Wookiee in a bar mm. on Tatooine. Yeah, like that 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 has history, right? And it, it's just like really, I don't know, like they're really great echoes in this. It's just a lot of great echoes. Do we have an angry Wookiee in a bar? So they ripped that Trandoshan's arm off the same way that the lightsaber cut the arm off of the guy in the cantina in the original Star Wars. It was the same kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were going Wookiee to Wookiee, not not arm to arm. No, okay. well, we I had moved on from the Wookiee. But there are to the Wookiee arm. threats in Mos Eisley. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So big fan. Fair. Big fan. They have a rep. Fair. 
uh, by the way, the greatest power move you can make, um, as the, uh, the, the bounty hunter father is to put the dining room table on top of the rancor pit. Yeah. That was like the claw coming up. Be like, here, poochie, poochie, poochie. Like, I, mean, I just, just like, I was like, table y'all scraps. didn't notice when you sat down to eat that like, they're you sitting were. over the rancor well, pit. I, I bet they did, but they, they're like, he doesn't have a freaking rancor. Oh yes, he does. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, maybe, oh, maybe, and uh, bravo to the uh, to the makeup department because I I didn't really think about like the 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 scarring on Boba Fett for these first few episodes is like visual storytelling, but as you mentioned, Jenny, when he gets out of the back to tank for a, a, what I think is going to be the final time, uh, there's a huge difference in how he looks. They've really been he paling him back, mm-hmm. and like I didn't realize how pale he looked. I mean, he was in a Sarlacc, for goodness sake. Like, even and then he was just air drying on the, yeah. the, the Dune Sea for God knows how long. So yeah. what I should have gone back and looked at before we did this episode uh, was when he crawls out of the Sarlacc pit, what has happened to his armor? Uh, well, he had it. It was the Jawas that uh, took it. Right. So why did he go back to the Sarlacc pit to he find it? He didn't know. I think he didn't know. I think he has no memory of it. So he, he thought was, he, he, he got out without it. Yeah. And that, yeah. Cause, cause the next scene there is talking to the Jawas one would assume. Right. Uh, and, uh, and having the Jawas say like, Oh, we, we sold it to the marshal. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, and then the marshal's going to be like, yeah, I gave it to this guy. He had the armor too. Seemed very reasonable. <laughs> I'm sure you can get it back from him. That's the far. We just have a certain He's way. A Mandalorian this. like you. Timothy Oliphant Fargo level to be really yeah. but that's the north of Tatooine. Yeah. I'm gonna have to but, work uh, on my uh my justified impression seeing as we're getting another season of that soon. Yeah. Uh, Can we do yeah. a spin-off? Let's talk about Justified, because I am yes. super excited about that. Yeah, I'm in because I, that show changed my life. I mean, I it's funny, I can only do uh Walt. Uh, uh, Goggins doing uh, Raylan Gibbons, and I could do that all day long, just all day long. So yeah, but I typically thought's tougher. Oh, so excited for that. Anyway, let's talk about Justified coming soon to a podcatcher. Here you. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, okay. Where were we? Oh, did anything else happen in this episode? I think we got the broad strokes. <laughs> Woo, it was a lot. And the rat catcher, which I would say is oh. not a not a broad stroke. Coming soon to Target near you. <laughs> I uh yeah, I uh I yeah, I, I set teeing him up as a mob boss a la Godfather or you choose your favorite mob. I, I, that, that struck me for some reason, just seeing him yeah, sit at the that head works, of the table. That works better. Again, that was another thing that made me call this episode one. It was like this sort of like, I'm going to rule with respect, not fear. I was like, okay, sure, in principle, but you're mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Also, you're taking over the huts. And this episode made me go like, okay, it's that kind there of respect. It's the, you come to me on the day of my Phoenix wedding kind of respect. Yeah. So like, yeah, all right, now I'm in. And also having Fennec be the consigliere, like the, the oh yeah, absolutely of making the pitch, and he just sits there is a very mafia move. In in some ways, you know, the scale of it reminds me of Goodfellas, right? So it's not a developed organization; it's kind of like a scrappy offshoot 
Right. Yeah. And, and it's sort of like, well, first I had to go, go here and get my ship. And then I had to go here, like the whole like montage of him and Goodfellas. Like, and then I had to go pick up the kill these biker guys. Like it's very like scrappy. And I, yeah. I sort of like that. What am I? Uh, Ewok to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said, I thought you was said you was okay, Rancor. Uh, it's just a brilliant great episode and uh, ep- uh directed by Kevin Tantaro and uh not a named director but certainly related to many people of the Agents of Shield universe for sure so that's a that's an interesting person um mm. to that I hadn't heard of before as a director um he has a lot of other things he does but anyway very interesting uh I didn't and, even look up the director for this one right you yeah right cuz the director is always such a shocker like uh but yeah, it was a like a you, you can sort of look it up and it's very interesting. Oh yeah, he's yeah. I mean, I mean he's not wise. not new, but kind of all over the place. A lot of t- lot of TV. A lot of TV. Yeah. Agents of Shield, The Flash, yeah. Glee, Mortal Kombat Rebirth. I, uh, that's actually really rad. I like Mortal yeah. Kombat Rebirth quite a bit. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, we got some comments over at patreon.com slash let's talk about Star Wars. One came in from Ian Brown, who said, uh, hey, regarding the kitchen scene in Chapter 4, Chapter, Chapter, tell me that wasn't a live action Star Wars Ratatouille. Uh, <laughs> it kind of was. I won't, I, because I you're right. I can't tell you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I will not lie to uh, your face, Ian. By the way, dear patrons, if you haven't already... Go fire up Discord and then go over to your Patreon and link your Discord to Patreon because we now have a Let's Talk About Star Wars Discord. And it is lit. It is absolutely lit. Yeah, we... um, You know when you do a podcast for like seven years and you didn't know that people really loved your show until (laughs) they show up in a Discord and just are so excited? That's what's happening this, right the, now this has been over a discord very personal project for the three of us and it's it's irregular because we only do it when there's new star wars video media our goal has been minimalist podcasting which is how little can we do and still call it a podcast but we have taken the leap into <laughs> how patreon we get away with it <laughs> yeah how much like we don't even have a producer like this just happens over text you can but- have a producer Actually, Jenny and I aren't even here. The, we, We're not. Garrett here. just wrote some some uh, le- machine learning models. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm I was, very predictable. Okay. That's that's a better way to go with it. I was just like, am my, I a creeper? My machine doing... learning thing is just like every thirty seconds, say Marjade. Um, but like, <laughs> please refer to Thrawn books. Matt better Waxley. original. All right, I'm gonna poke the Jenny bot and make Jenny do the the Mandalorian music again. That's what I'm gonna oh, do now. Yeah. And uh, if anyone ever wants the Boba Fett music, I'll just be here to go. Hey, hey, ha! It's so great. There's so it's talking to you. Just go listen. The music is talking to you. Kind of talks like my you, dog. It's telling you a whole story. It's it's hugging its buddy, the Mandalorian, because it's the same composer. They're referencing Star Wars, like. Oh, I could talk. I could do a thing called "Let's Talk About Star Wars Music" forever. That would be my that would be my dream podcast. Let's talk about the music of Star Wars. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, please write to us. Uh, we we accept email. The The Patreon is a little functional right now. It's a little like, hey, you go there, you link the thing. But the party, the cantina, the casino is over on Discord. I read that stuff all the time. Uh, when I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm like, ooh, what's been going on in the Discord? And, and, uh, you, and it's really you, great. Yeah. If you're worried and about it's spoilers, very personal way to bug us about episodes. <laughs> yes, and if uh, if you're worried about spoilers, we have channels for that. So the main channel yes. you are spit out into that is the Cantina. We do not discuss spoilers there, so you don't need to worry about what time zone you're in, what time you can actually get to see a new episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, as an East Coaster that definitely does not watch it when it goes live at midnight Pacific. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got spoiler breakout rooms. Uh, we also added one for books that's separate from television and movie spoilers. So. You want to get your uh, your Star Wars discussion on? It is uh, a perk for all patron levels uh, over at Patreon.com/slash. Let's talk about Star Wars. Uh, we also got a comment from Seth Glenn who says, after Episode Four, we learned that Boba has been with the Sand People for years, which mm-hmm. makes sense if Mandalorian is within five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I missed that, that was, entirely. I missed that. That was a point. shocker for me. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I'm not sure when that when that knowledge bomb got dropped. But yeah, he said something about episode. he said something about four years. Was it four years? I remember the 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 years being used, and that kind of threw me. Like, oh yeah, he's been there longer than I thought. I, I'm glad though, because it did seem sort of sudden the way it was presented, which was like I went, I learned everything there was to know about the gaffer stick. They gave me one. And now part of the family. And it all yeah. seems like it happened in, you know, 30 minutes. I would say maybe it could have been told in a way that made that more apparent. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying I know how that would have been done, but but it's possible that that could have been done. This was a little bit clunky to just go like, by the way, that was years. Like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, but it also does make more sense that he wouldn't just be a prisoner of the Tuscan Raiders one day go dig some melons and the next day he's like, yeah, let's train him with a gaffy stick. Why not? Yeah. Like this obviously had to happen, you know, over, over a long period of time. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So uh, keep the comments coming again. You can, uh, well now we've, we've got a lovely discord where you can, you can write us there. Uh, but also every episode post that goes up on the Patreon, feel free to leave us a comment, leave us a question, any talking points for the following episode. You can also message us right there. Uh, or if you're more of the email persuasion, it is feedback at let's talk about star wars.com. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of let's talk about star Wars. We'll be back next week for chapter five. Don't know what the episode title is yet. We'll see if IMDb is to be believed. We only have three episodes left. Hmm. Which makes me sad. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, around the table before we go, Jane Josephson, where can everyone find you? I'm on the Twitter at J-E-N-N-I-E-J-23, Mara Jade's publicist. That's me. Tom Merritt. TomMerritt.com. Or if you want to get an email from me, uh, just telling you like, hey, this is stuff that happened. Uh, FreeTomNewsletter.com. I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. This podcast and every single other one that I produce can be found at amove.tv. So go check that out. We also want to thank our moth level backers on Patreon. If you are a moth, we will thank you each and every episode. So moth Andrew, moth Daniel, moth Dustin, and moth Mark. Closing it up with alliteration. Thank you so much for the support of our podcast here. We really appreciate it. We find your expression of faith the opposite of disturbing welcoming <laughs> i want Comforting. a lady moth bring me a lady moth 
(laughs) (laughs) And uh, thank you to the Andrew Allen Trio for Intro and Outro Music. You can find more of the work at andrewallenmusic.com. That's going to do it for this episode of Let's Talk About Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do.